This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is your pseudo-weekly edition of Kevin Canway Update. Wait, there's an update? You didn't see the update? No. Well, this update is brought to you by the wonderful folks at CloserWeekly.com. What? Wait, Um, Closer Weekly has a scoop? They have the same scoop that everyone has. Oh, okay, cool. Great. They have the same scoop that everyone has. I thought they like but this is got I thought they actually, got reported something. Usually they just report like, you know, what Barbara Streisand's up to this weekend or something. Like they don't, you know. This actually they're just aggregating something that came from T V line. Shout out to T V line. Okay. So we have an update about what the show is gonna be like. The series executive producer Rob Long told everyone that the show is gonna be about Kevin driving his family crazy with his sudden interest in their affairs following Donna's death. And then it says, for example, when Kendra's Taylor Spreetler, as if we know who either of those people are, when Kendra's Taylor Spreetler fiancé, Chael, C-H-A-L-E, apparently it's a character in the show, when Chael, Ryan Cartwright, reveals that his visa won't be renewed, he will step up and prepare a wedding that his daughter has always dreamed of. But wait, it's a Kevin James show, so it gets zany. However, he will only have 48 hours to do so. Or his future son-in-law will be sent back home. And then we have this update. Working with Kevin to make Kendra's wedding go as planned is his former colleague in the force, Vanessa Leah Remini, iconic. She apparently knows someone in immigration, classic, which means she can pull some strings as a possible favor to Kevin. Okay, but wait, this is really interesting. This is the Uh most revealing detail. Uh Uh-huh. There's no romance, at least initially, Mm. between Leah Remini and Kevin James because they want them to be antagonists at first. It's a classic rom-com structure. Like, they want them to hate each other before they love each other. You predicted they would be married by the end of the season. I predicted they were going to kiss by the end of the season. I think you said married. But I, I, what I meant was it would, they would drag it out all season. Like, whatever. Like, whatever the consummation is of them yeah, saying, like, like I, love each, I love you to each other. It's that they're going to drag it out the full season. Um, okay, so that's the Kevin Can Wait update. Sort of interesting. I don't Good know. Update. Good something. update. Good update. You will drive it. What is going on with Jonathan and Drew Scott? So this link is very rude because it just leads to like a summarized version of the law of the piece that is in Us Weekly, um, of which the headline is From Struggle to Success. Um, I got the article um, from Us Weekly and I wanted to read you some of it just because it's insane. Um, I mean, as you know, the Property Brothers basically tried every single entertainment career before deciding to be contractors and then somehow... Truly. Yeah, they're wild. So... Including magic. Yeah. So wait, listen. So this is... The subhead is Squashed Dreams. Some obstacles were just too large to overcome. With a passion for entertaining, Jonathan set out to become a magician. Quote, I want to be the next David Copperfield, he says. Crafting his own tricks, he learned how to build props out of wood and metal, skills he would use down the road. His routine was coming together until he was fooled by a fellow striver. At 20, he received a call from an escape artist looking to buy props. Quote, I felt leery of letting him take possession of anything before it was paid off. But he started about how it was his dream, writes Jonathan. What if you okay. damage something, I asked. 
He assured me he would bear all responsibility. Against his better judgment, he believed the guy and never saw a dime. Out $80,000 and riddled with anxiety, he declared bankruptcy. So what, this fun detail I didn't know is that, like, <laughs> he, like, fucked up being a magician. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that was like the fun. That was the only good detail of this long, of this like two page essay about how these two losers came out on top. You know, I love that it was eighty thousand dollars worth of handcrafted how props. Do you even? So what does that really mean? Eighty thousand dollars. Like what? How do you really find the market value on magician props? You know? Well, yeah. Was it like one of those boxes that you could like saw apart or something, and then a, like a magic mirror? I don't. I mean, I know you can spend as much money on anything as, like, yeah. anything can be expensive. But what a wild expense! Imagine having to tell I don't know an insurance adjuster or something where it's like, can you give me an estimate for the value of the goods that we're I'm sorry, as if he insured and you're like, this. Uh, eighty thousand dollars. <laughs> it's sh- like, where do you get that number? I mean, also, this is Us Weekly, like, reporting from them to, uh, you know, this is an Us Weekly report. Anyways, nice long feature about the uh, struggle to success of the Property Brothers in the latest issue. I recommend you don't read it. (laughs) Like, it's boring. Don't worry Did you see that this week's Us Weekly, um, number one, we got a lot going on on this week's cover. Melania front and center. First lady faces her critics, my side of the story, which makes it seem like Melania's giving an interview there. She's not. (laughs) <laughs> number two no. duchess kate baby number three exclusive details inside i guarantee you that none of those details are exclusives and if they are they're not reliable yeah number three nfl star jj wyatt i don't know who he is but he raised 15 million dollars for hurricane harvey good for him number four leah michelle behind the scenes on fall's new tv shows she's in the mayor which might be good can we go back to melania for just one minute sure i took a screenshot of the story i was looking okay. browsing through the article and um, this entire piece is written around an, an interview she gave Us Weekly in 2015. And every time that they me? quote her, they say, she told us in 2015. Every <laughs> single time. It's part of being famous. The criticism every day she told us in 2015. <laughs> the kicker Lindsay, is... How far, how long ago was 2015. <laughs> two years ago two years, two years. melania okay. meanwhile will take her jab standing tall quote you need to be a strong person she explained to us in 2015 <laughs> <laughs> that's actually honestly i i regret I saying that, that i re- i respect it too good for them for you know filing this away imagine whenever donald trump is elected for a second term and they're God. like melania always knew that this would happen in, in 2015, 2015 she told us she was proud of her husband Moving on to Margot Robbie. What do we have to say about this? She had no idea that Tanya Harding was a real person. I love it. I love it. No, what I wanted to show you was the best part of this vulture piece is that there is, I want you to read the correction at the bottom. Why, Why does that require a correction? I think somebody emailed in and said actually about her age, which is horrendous. Like, to be fair, Robbie is a mere 27, yes, 27 people, and was, as she points out, nearly four years old and in Australia when Harding's ex-husband, Jeff Galuli, hired a man to break a rival Kerrigan's leg before the 1984 Winter Olympics. The correction reads, to be exact, 
Robbie was roughly three and a half years old when Kerrigan was attacked. <laughs> she was born in July 1990, and the incident took place in January so 1994. Now we, so now this uh, this small piece, this little blog post mentions when she was born in her age two different times with like four different years. It also links to my iconic uh, story about Margot Robbie's year. Oh, yeah. No, you realize that Margot Robbie's age and you will forever be entwined. (laughs) Inextricably linked. I love it. Getting Getting these yearbook photos was the great joy of my life. No, it's hilarious. But I also just love that there is no way that this correction didn't get added after somebody emailed correcting about something that she was not for. She was three and a half. I just, I know it. I know it. I mean, if I know anything, it's that Margot Robbie's fans are rabid. Fans? Her publicist. Hi, can you like update this for me? Um, actually, da 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 da. Yeah, well, no comment about that. Um. Moving (laughs) on. Moving on. Tanya Harding always denied any involvement in the attack, but she was fined $100,000 and banned for life from competitive skating. In 2009, Oprah asked Harding about her former rival. What would you want to say to her about all of this? Well, if she'd love me, I'd love to give her a hug. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, tell her how proud I am of her being able to, you know, go forward with her life. How would you respond to that? I have no idea. (laughs) I don't know. So Lindsay dropped in every single link, like a billion links in the doc about Bachelor news today. And I think the reason she did it, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is because she knew I didn't understand the importance of making Ari or like the significance of Ari being chosen mm-hmm. as this year's Bachelor. Like I didn't realize he was such a drip and he was such a dud um, until going through all this exhaustive research Lindsay compiled for me. It's essentially a dossier on Ari Lewendick. Is that how you say his name? Yes. I don't know how to pronounce it. But so when he became... So this week they announced a new Bachelor. This is on the heels of like... This season being a fucking bore. Last season being a bore. The ratings are not good. Bachelor in Paradise is a mess. Even though it's still kind of good. Don't quote me on that, please. Um, and so they're like, we got to pull out all the stops. Everyone thinks, they're who are they going to choose? Da, da, da. And they announce and everyone's like, who is this guy? Like the, no one knows who he is. If you're a longtime Bachelor fan, you might remember him from season eight of The Bachelorette. Okay, do you remember season eight of The Bachelorette? I don't. I barely remember last season of The Bachelorette. I barely remember an episode of Bachelorette I've watched after I've watched it is my take on this. But okay, I think people were genuinely curious who this guy was and who he is in case they like maybe want to watch the show. The best part is as soon as they announced who it was, Reality Steve, your Bachelor insider, probably like the best one that's ever been and the best one there'll ever be. Um, he immediately tweets... You're being sold a load of crap with Ari, the biggest dog they've ever cast as lead in Bachelor history. Good luck. He's going to need it. They're definitely mm. going to get the tabloid coverage they want this season. That's for sure. You should see my index already. Holy crap. Meaning, like, basically the minute they announced who it was, he got all these tips being like, this guy's a piece of shit. Uh, he, You know, whatever. Either, like, the Bachelor people know this and they're, like, ready for it. They, they want... Right. That's sort of what I think. Right. They don't care if he's a bad guy. Right? They love it if he's a bad guy. So... It's good for business if he's a bad guy. Quick refresher on him so that, like, if like if you care. He was on season eight. The He came in second place. The Bachelorette was Emily Maynard, who ended up mm-hmm. choosing this guy, Jeff, with one F. I don't know if anyone out there remembers Jeff with one F. Basically, she had, like... 
she could decide between like Jeff with one F or this guy. And on the show, people say he was a fan favorite, but like I found him very creepy and he was like a good kisser. That was like a big thing. And then she chose, obviously, Jeff with one F. They broke up, and now she's married to some guy named Tyler Johnson. So, like, basically, it doesn't even matter who she chose. She's not even with him. And what's really interesting about Emily Maynard, if you remember, is that she was chosen by Brad Womack on his second season of The Bachelor. His first season of The Bachelor he was on, he chose no one. So Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> anyways, that's, like, and the Emily- history. And Emily's whole thing is that she's just, like, really nice, right? She's really nice. Her and her husband have, like, a thousand kids. They have, a, They just had another one, right? Or they yeah. just got pregnant Yes, again? yes. So she's, like... And, of course, her husband is not Jeff. Like, she... He's and, no one. Right. And Jeff and Ari are both... Or Ari are both still single. I mean, obviously, he's still single. But they've dated, like, every... Like, basically, this, this woman, Courtney, who was in The Bachelorette, came out and was like, I was dating uh, Ari, Ari, whatever, like three months ago or something the best sex i've ever had so all this stuff is coming out from everywhere like his ex-girlfriends are like i was just dating him i guess he dumped me to be on the show just a lot of bad vibes Mm -hmm. um i put some clips in here bobby so you could like get a sense of him i watched i watched both i watched the one um i mean i can understand why this is iconic to bachelor nation the one where she i guess dumps him yeah, that's... Um, yeah. I don't know what to say, which contains so many moments of, like, pregnant pauses. Yeah. That it, it's almost impossible to watch. The clip is four minutes and 11 seconds long, and I bet there's uh, 40 seconds of speaking. What's going on? What's the matter? What's the matter? <laughs> I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. But I know. What's up? My favorite thing about this is the the first the, the first and only comment on the YouTube is this broke my heart, sad face. But do you have the clip after this when she chases him? Lindsay, what is that about? No, I she don't know what that him? is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't it's know. It's like, oh, thank you for uploading this, but I actually wanted this other piece of tragic footage. No, I didn't. I had a hard time. I had to sift through a lot of like new videos to get to like the OG videos of him, the like compilations that people mm-hmm. did when he was on the show. I think I also, because I don't remember actually watching this season. I don't know if I did or not. There's no proof, but like, I don't remember whether people saying he's the he was like a cool guy and he was like a fan favorite. I don't actually think that that's true. This description is very like obsessed with Ari and talks about the other Ari fans in this person's life. But I must say I didn't watch the entire thing. The video is called Ari and Emily's Best Moments. It's six minutes and 46 seconds long. I gave it an honest try. I made it about three minutes and 40 seconds in um, before realizing that if these are the best moments, I can't even imagine what the worst moments are like. As in all YouTube videos, like YouTube compilations, the creators love picking music for it. Like, that's probably the best thing about compilation videos is seeing what the creators use oh, to, obviously. like, editorialize the music. Because it's like, it'll be, like, a random couple from, like, Supernatural set to, like, Howie Days Collide. Or, like... Yeah. No, that's... Per- <laughs> yeah. You know, like, it'll exactly just be, right. like, it'll be... You know, a couple, like, just a random coupling of people that didn't even, maybe weren't even romantically involved on the show, just that, like, you find compelling, set to... Yeah, it's like Anna and Alec breathe 2 a.m. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> exactly. 
But my favorite song choice on this one, Lindsay, was the Dolly Parton classic To the Moon and Back, written as an original song for the film Joyful Noise. Oh, love that movie. Um, I don't think I've heard that song since seeing Joyful Noise in theaters. In theaters. Uh, <laughs> I was there. In 2010, 2011, oh. whenever that came out. That was a, I mean, that feels Shout like out to it the was East not Village. seven, it was not seven years ago. Shout out to the East Village 7. I just remember we Great went to, theater. we went to brunch before and there was like a lot of people there. There were a lot of people at Joyful Noise. It was Wasn't Ellie Glazer there too? Was like, this was like a while ago. Yeah, Elliot was there. Yeah, that was fun. Elliot was there. Yeah. We had a whole row. I are you done with the Bachelor? Is there? Yeah, I feel like I did everything. Okay, well, I feel like this was an accidental great segue, um, and this isn't in the in the doc. Did you see the video of Kiki Palmer speaking of joyful noise, deep throating the balloon? I did, and I I could barely I I was so just <laughs> it was hard to watch because. It was one thing where, like, you understood what was happening, but then TMZ, you could tell when they got their hands on that video, they were like, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? She's not shoving a balloon all no, the way down her like esophagus. She's doing... It's deflating in her mouth. Well, no, no, no. Oh, you mean this woman who's doing it. So tell, the, yeah. tell what it is. There's a video. So Kiki Palmer hosted a party at some venue somewhere over the week, like over the past week. Like a club or like a strip club or a, it was a club, club with strippers. And she hired... <laughs> And one of the performers does like like bal- balloon art, and so she blows up this. Very would you call long... that balloon art, Bobby, or would you just call it balloon deep? Like that is that balloon art? Does that count? Who am I to judge this? It's art. I mean, I would say maybe it's balloon and it's okay, art, she but it's not balloon. balloons for a living. <laughs> it's not balloon. This lady deep throats balloons for a living. I'm just is saying, that better? like balloon art is when you like twist a balloon into like the shape of like Mickey Mouse. This is like <laughs> maybe this is art. But it's not balloon art. Go ahead. No, it's art. So she, uh, <laughs> she like blows up this very, you know, like when the when the clown blows up the balloon and it's really long and then they take it and they tie yes, it. Yes, I know. And then they twist it into things. This, this is my version just, of it, by the way. This video. <laughs> this person, this person just blows up the balloon and leaves it, you know, three feet long, ties off the end. And then pulls Kiki out of the, like, audience, because she's sort of still on stage because it's her party. And then they each put one end of the balloon in their mouths, and they start doing, like, uh... So Kiki's just standing there with, like, the end of the balloon in her mouth. She doesn't... She's not doing anything. She's, like, the prop. Well, she's the prop, but, like, the... The other woman is inching towards her, deflating the balloon in her mouth. Uh, So it looks like she's deep-throating this balloon when she's, like, doing a trick to, like, tie it off in her mouth. Yeah, it's very Lady in the Tramp meets Requiem for a Dream. Um, <laughs> You're so right. Oh, my God. Uh, and it's really, I mean, it's funny. Because, again, Kiki's just having a good time. And it's her party. But TMZ, TMZ's coverage of it is like, I can't believe it. I know. You um, could t- I mean, that video came like they in. All and they all have their like, big yeah. gulps. Boy, like all their eyes like <laughs> fell out of their skulls and like their all their glasses like shook up and down vigorously. I mean. But <laughs> did you watch the video of the TMZ live crew talking about it? No. It's all the dudes sitting around with their big gulps. And then Harvey is leaning against the, well, the cubicle walls. Classic. And he's like, oh, did you see this video of kiki palmer and they show it and they're all like oh my god and this one employee this woman um is like well she's not actually deep throating it she's just deflating it in her mouth and they're like well how do you know and then everyone's like oh right her mom's a clown and then 
And they show the the mother of Wait. this TMZ employee a photo of the mother in clown costume. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I know all the tricks. My mom is a clown. I'm sorry. And so TMZ is being so rude to this woman. And she's like, I will literally show you. We'll just do it off camera later and I'll show you. And they're like, whoa. <laughs> they can't believe it. Anyway, TMZ, TMZ is disgusting. No, but like I just love that they like of course have to hire a woman. Like they like some they have to have some woman involved just so they can say yeah. we have a woman and the woman's out there like bringing the facts. She's like, "Um, <laughs> I come from a family of working clowns. This is a balloon trick." <laughs> like I can sh- Also, I'm sorry, what clown that's not this cl- this woman at this party is deep throating a balloon on a regular basis like for children? Like where like what where, what? I mean, look, children are scared of clowns. I feel like the new in for, for clown, if you're going to be a clown, you got to sort of pivot to adults <laughs> if you're going to be successful. We're pivoting to what adults. What other like adult themed things can clowns do though? Like, do you, you know, do you, you can't be that scary. Is deep throating to... a balloon not enough? <laughs> Just that one trick. And then you're like, peace. <laughs> The balloon has a little extra, like a nipple. A, a, sure, a nipple. So then when you're doing it, you're just getting the. Come on, is this one of the tricks that your clown mom? Why do you know the secrets? It's like it's like a trick for balloon animals. Like you need to have a little extra so that the air has somewhere to go when you're like twisting things. No, but there's still there's still too much air in it to be able to swallow, even if your point is. No, I could show you in the back. Could you? Oh! So this is sort of broken um, as we were recording. Lindsay, there's some bad news about Paul Hollywood. What? Oh, he's a Nazi. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, I saw that. Yeah. This didn't... Okay, that's rude. He's He's not a Nazi. He did what Prince Harry did. He wore like a Nazi... You know, well, first of all, this is still inappropriate. This is still so inappropriate. It's but compared Lindsay. to actual, no, but compared to actual white supremacists who are out there like doing Nazi things, like he is an idiot. He wore like a swastika outfit instead of thing, a uniform at like a party, right? That's what he did. He dressed like a like an SS guard. What a dumb like, idiot! He dressed like a what Nazi. Idiot! It's awful. No, it's terrible. No one should do it. You should be ashamed. Um. Yesterday, that's funny that you brought up Paul Hollywood because yesterday my friend Pauline is into bread baking and I was like, have you ever seen Great British Bake Off? And she hadn't. And like I was trying to explain it and and I was like trying to be like, so there's this guy like Paul Hollywood. She was like, hold on, his name's Paul Hollywood and he's British? I was like, yeah. And then I never thought about that before. Why the fuck is his his name Paul Hollywood? I don't know. What, should we look into this? I don't know. I just feel like it's so, not only is it weird, it's also dissonant. Like his, it's like Paul Hollywood. You keep your mouth the same shape. It's so strange. So his name is Paul John Hollywood. I don't. The son of a bakery proprietor, John F. Hollywood and Jillian M. Harmon. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So anyway, yeah, that's his real name. But I want to show you that he, he did apologize and it looks like he did it via... Notes, it might be notes, notes app? app. It might be notes app. Show it's me. definitely a screen grab, a screen grab, a screen grab of uh, of maybe pages or Google Docs. Yeah, I can't tell. Show me. It doesn't have the it doesn't have the textured background of notes app, so it it probably isn't. Anyway, okay, it what? doesn't look like notes app. Okay, so but he didn't his apology do notes says. App. Okay, interesting. His apology says, "I'm absolutely devastated if this caused offense to anyone. It did. <laughs> okay, you if. know that's not a good way to lead. Come on. The picture 
why can't people just say, I'm sorry? Yeah. The picture was taken 14 years ago on our way to a comedy TV show's themed New Year's Eve party, and a group of us dressed up as characters from the classic TV show, Allo Allo. Everyone who knows <laughs> me knows I'm incredibly proud of the efforts of those, including my own grandfather, who fought against the Nazis during the war. Okay, it doesn't really matter if there's a Nazi in something. Wait, I just googled Allo Allo, and do you know it's like, it's a- Allo Allo? Yeah, it's the- <laughs> Yeah. I realized that as I I realized that as I saw the apostrophe. Hello, hello. It's hello, hello. <laughs> okay, got it. So there's a Nazi in this show, is what you're saying. The show was set during World War II. Okay, got it. But it's like if I go to a Sound of Music theme party, I'm not dressing up as a Nazi. Yeah, I'm gonna be like Bobby. Okay, you be Rolf, and you'd be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm giving out the parts. I will be like, a, I will be one of the kids. And, like, I'll, I'll be Brigitte. Like, You'll be okay, Louisa. Bobby, da, 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 da. You be Rolf. <laughs> So you, you'll be Rolf the second half of the movie. <laughs> Thank you. And I'll be like, hell no, I'm going to be the Baroness. L- Lindsay, that's so rude. I'm like, sorry, I've already given out all the parts and you're Rolf. <laughs> um, speaking of, oh, I thought she was British. Anyways, Tess Holliday, who is a model. model? Yeah. Um, I thought she was British. She's not. Her name sounds British. No. She did the 25 things you don't know about me. And I just wanted to point out number 20. Oh, I didn't see. Um, oh, that's t- what that was from. Number okay. 20 is, one time I met Kevin Costner at Disneyland and told him that he looked like Kevin Costner. <laughs> that's something that I would do. <laughs> I feel like that's, so that means that she went went up to him not knowing that it was the real Kevin Costner. That's or how like, you read that? Yeah, yeah, or they met somehow, they were in a group and or they she met was be- and she said, joke. you look like Kevin Costner and, and something. That's hilarious. Fully knowing that he was Kevin Costner. Maybe. No. You think, well, maybe she didn't. Why would she tell him that if she knew I think it it's was... funny either way, but it's, I, funny. it's unclear. Like um, maybe that's her shtick where like if she sees a celebrity, she just tells them that they look like that person. That's a good shtick, but like Like what? if I saw Patricia Clarkson at like a 7-Eleven, I'd be like, excuse me, you look just like Patricia Clarkson. And she would like laugh at me and like put her sunglasses a, and walk you away. You have been so obsessed with Patricia Clarkson recently. I feel like. You've brought her up on so many occasions. I just, I just keep thinking about her. I just think it's funny that you're fantasizing about meeting her at a Seven <laughs> Eleven. This is the fantasy. Okay, okay. You're now. I feel weird. <laughs> you should. Now I feel weird. I told you I wanted to make those Patricia Clarkson tote bags, just I tote know. bags, and they just say Patricia, Patricia Clarkson. Clarkson on them. Yeah. Well, dream big. You can do it. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lizzie Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? So, Lindsay, what's Rita up to? Uh, okay. Yawning. So much stuff. I'm obviously. keeping that in. I'm keeping that in. <laughs> no, I'm not yawning because Rita's boring. I'm yawning because I just woke up. Um, she wore green. Tra- <laughs> now it's gonna be like the most boring thing. She wore green trousers or something when she went out to dinner this week. Did yeah. you see? Yeah, um, I saw. She showcased her endless legs in funky green flares as she channels a '70s rock chick for low-key Beverly Hills dinner. Uh huh. Got it. Yeah, I got it. And then she also um did, did You're even... missing You're what? missing Rita Ora invites a double wardrobe malfunction in boob bearing outfit. Yeah, that was the other one. That was a really good one. She, she invites, invites 
Yeah. I like this. Rita rocked an all black number for the occasion, which was pract- which was practically number one. Oh my god, get an editor. Which was practically invited a full blown pop out. <laughs> this article is just so like her boobs didn't fall out. It didn't reveal anything. Actually, it was like pretty like standard. But the headlines just like she could have seems like, it's like she we cannot believe to. her boobs didn't fall out. Yeah, it's... I'm gonna keep going. The loose-fitting trouser suit hung off her petite frame while the never-ending neckline drew attention to her enviable cleavage. Wait, there's more. But Rita neglected to wear a top or even a bra underneath, giving her assets free reign. Free reign over what? Fuck. Over the kingdom. (laughs) What does that mean? Writing about women's bodies is very difficult when you've apparently never seen a woman's body before. Who, this is, honestly, the Daily Star is worse than the male. The caption on this is, yes. boob spill, Rita's boobs had free reign. Then the copy underneath says, luckily a wardrobe malfunction is just the norm for this professional who signed autographs for fans in the rain. Just the norm. Oh. Just oh the norm. Oh my god. Rita was also in good company, as it seems all the celebrities were in the mood for flashing last night. Poppy Delevingne brazenly exposed her boobs in a near topless display. They're obsessed with near toplessness. It's no, yeah, not, because no one's actually getting top. No one's actually. If it's showing- not topless, it's you don't get to say near. We're all nearing toplessness. I'm nearing bottomlessness right now, like currently, <laughs> <laughs> like just very near it. Um, can you and guess what, Lindsay? Guess what, Lindsay? <laughs> On the Poppy De Levine story, they link to a slideshow called Stars Without Bras. <laughs> so there you go. There's where you that's where you're heading. You're you're nearing toplessness and then you're maybe getting towards toplessness. Although it's not really topless if you're just not wearing a bra. Anyways, I really no. don't want to talk about this anymore. Can you you're really obsessed with this Rita Ora Vogue video where she like puts on makeup? Yeah. Uh it's really good. First get of all, it's very, of very good. Get that picture out of Do you of see here. that photo? Yeah, Anna Braga, boob bearing. Get that out of here. So the video is part of a, a recurring series on Vogue where they get um, famous women to discuss their makeup routines, but like very specific makeup What's routines. What's new, Sometimes honestly? It's like, what I put in the morning. What, da, da, da. Very new. Um, very bold. Here's how, you know, Kendall Jenner does this. The only actual one I've seen other than Rita's is Kendall Jenner's. Um, but they all have contracts with or at least both Rita and Kendall have contracts with uh like beauty companies right, so, so Kendall's was a lot of Estee Lauder so she was L'Oreal. only using Estee Lauder yeah um Rimmel yeah Rita's using Rimmel because she does Rimmel mm-hmm. but my fa- my first of all it's important to note that she's just very good at doing shit like this if in another life Rita Ora is just a successful vlogger, right? Well, also it's interesting. So the the it's not just putting on makeup; it's going from day to night. So she already has makeup on. So basically, what's really interesting to me about this is that she has like a base layer of like really, really, really good makeup, right? Uh-huh. Already, and then natural. she's like, oh. Yeah. I'm going to take a little bit of it off and then add a little more contouring to my cheekbones and then put on a full lip. Whereas, like, she didn't have a full lip on before. But she's definitely got to use her, like, Rimmel eyeliner and, like, her yeah, Rimmel. Yeah, she does. Yeah, it's, you know. Absolutely. It's, yeah. But my favorite part of this, which may not actually be funny to anyone else, is that at the end of it, whenever she, like, does a little tussle to her hair and then, like, sprays her face with, you know, that Evian Rosewater bullshit, she's, like, ready to go. And then she's like, yeah, I'm ready to go. And she's like, you'll feel like a whole nother woman. Which I think is perfect. Well, because she looks Rita like Ora, she's Rita always... Ora is basically giving you tips on how to feel like someone else. Oh, I thought you thought it was funny because Rita Ora always looks like somebody different. So she's like, Here no, we I go. know. No, that's okay. what I'm saying. That's okay. exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> Here I am, another, a whole different woman. 
I have to say, I cannot get enough of curly hair Rita Ora. I love her. It's, she's look. great. I love her like curly bangs. I used to rock those in high school, not on purpose, but like did have them. Uh, and like just just the whole look is really working for me. If anything, this is the closest she's come to having her own look in it's, years. It's her best look. She it's her best actually look. looks like herself. And maybe that's because I'm looking at this woman once a week, every week, but I feel like she actually looks like herself in this hair. And when I see her without it, I still have no fucking clue who she is. Um, She has a blouse on in this, but, you know, I might just go ahead and say that she's nearly topless in it. <laughs> well, thank you, Daily Mail, for that report from the from the front Imagine lines. Vogue's headline. Here's how a nearly topless Rita Ora does her day-to-night bombshell beauty look. Being nearly topless is really, really funny because everyone <laughs> is nearly topless. I mean, we're all just one step away from being topless, you know? Like, a shirt could mm-hmm. come off and you're topless. Um, but anyway, she <sighs> looked great. Speaking Whatever. of nearly topless, this episode is nearly over. <laughs> thank you for buying tickets to our show. Please buy more of we them. We did not promo it early enough in this episode. But if you listen to the end, you're a true fan and that means you're going to buy tickets and come to our shows, right? Tell your friends to buy tickets. Oh, please. What else do we say? Thank we just you to got Katie and Eric of, of the Who's in. also. Oh, yeah. Thank you to Katie and Eric of the Who's. You guys are iconic. Yeah, I babysat for you last night, so I don't even know why I'm thanking you. I'm. You should be thanking me <laughs> again. <laughs> you babysat for free? Did they give you anything? Did you get to raid their fridge or I anything? ate pizza. They gave me a pizza. I ate a pizza. That's well, really nice. It was what so kind of fun. Oh, it was like Williamsburg pizza. It was like that really good like grandma pizza. Oh my that God, I love pizza. the Williamsburg pizza. It was oh. great. Um, And what else? Yeah, thanks for uh, coming to our show. We have a show this week. I'm very nervous. We haven't even like figured it out yet. It's going to be wild. If you haven't gotten tickets yet to our New York show, I think there's still tickets for the late show. So please come join us. It'll be really fun. It's going to be great. What else? Sorry, I'm yachting. Oh my God. Oh, you mentioned uh, the merch. The merch you... is great. Oh, the merch is great. We will see you Thursday. Um, for a new episode and our live show. Oh, God. We have to make an episode and then go do a show. We are just the hardest working people in show business. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye. You will, Jayla. Yo, 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 they want to know. Hey. Mia. Hey. Hey. Mia. Come on. Hey. I want to be famous. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>